Are you ready? Say it like that, then your toes won't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, and four. Welcome to my so-called healing podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna, and we're so glad you're here. Oh, you were ready for that. I know. I was prepped. I'm proud. I prepared myself. Welcome to my so-called healing. Welcome. I'm Brooke, and this is Anna. And we're glad you're here. Yes, we are. I like that little ditty. I feel like I need to go online and find some other kind of jazzy intros. I feel like we, yeah, we need some fun sound effects. Yeah, for sure. Um, Welcome. So we um, should state that Anna got... The death plague, and that's why we had no episode last week, because... We did. We had an episode. What? Yeah. It was the New Year's resolutions. Oh. I don't remember when we recorded that, though. (laughs) I feel like we were missing an episode. That's how much I pay attention to when things play. No, but we usually record sooner. And I feel like... Maybe that's why, because we recorded... I don't know. Anyways, Anna got the death plague that I had. So I was sick and was dying, and then Anna was sick and dying. Well, I couldn't let you be the only one sick and dying. I mean, of course. I felt left out. <laughs> how how else would we be able to connect if exactly. we both didn't almost die? <laughs> I still, and I'll say this again, find it mind-blowing that you had these immunizations at the Walgreens and were still as sick as I was. I don't know. Because I flat out did not get the immunizations, not because I'm against them, but because... When my family went, I like had a, I had some type of something, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna feel so sick it. if yeah. I get it. Yeah, um, so I feel interesting, unsure, but yeah, because you tested. Remember when I COVID tested you? Mm-hmm. Do you recall that? Kind of. <laughs> it's all a blur. You had like a hundred and four degree fever, and I'm like, I'm testing you for COVID. You're like, I took one. I'm like, yeah, probably not good. So I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember a whole lot. Yeah. So welcome back to the land of the living. Thank you. Um, And this week is a good week because my kids go back to school. That's exciting. I will say I was pretty irritated about the break being December 23rd to January 9th because I was like, what the hell is wrong? That's a weird break. Like, I don't understand it. That's a weird break. Well, And normally they have like the 18th to the third off or something, which I guess because it would fall the week before whatever. They'd get two weeks. And so when we were up north, we're from Michigan, so we say up north whenever we go an hour <laughs> north. Um, and when we were in Petoskey, we were shopping. We went and got breakfast, and we were shopping. And there was, like, hardly anyone out. I mean, because they were, were they supposed to start back. Harbor Springs had not, but Petoskey did. It was weird. Um, but I was walking around, like, you know what? This is kind of nice to be able to, like, have some time with my kids without it being shopping and parties and, and, you know, gift giving and like all the hustle and bustle, like to be like decompressing, relaxing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not hating on it. Although I think I met my threshold like Thursday. I was like, okay, these kids need to go back to freaking school. Well, I'm proud of you that it was Thursday and not like day two. (laughs) Yeah. true. I think dying almost helped, you know, I was deathly sick before Christmas. So that helped. 
And then I was like, took a week to get back to like my normal stride. Yeah. But yeah, I think overall the holidays were successful for us. How about you? Pretty good. They're working on electrical, rough electrical in my house. So I'm excited because I think the next step is drywall. Yes, I think so. Which makes me super pumped because then after that, it's like all the things, all the tile and the flooring and like coming together, exciting stuff. So I'm like kind of pumped about it. I'm excited. I haven't seen it forever. We're living with my parents. So fun times. Yeah, we were going to go home yesterday, but um, given the fact that every human that we know is like, oh, when they drywall, you got to get out of there. Like it's so dusty. It comes, you want your heat off and you want it like the Um, vents, it like is so bad. And then I guess they come through with a special vacuum after and like get it all sweep up it all up. So I was like, Jeff, if people are saying it's like, like, how long do you think we can stay here with my mom and dad? Like, not not like, will they let us stay? I'm like, how long can I? I'm also surprised like, that you've stayed as long as you have mm-hmm. and have not lost your shit. Yeah, I don't know how. So how much longer are you staying? I don't know. I texted my um, contractor this morning and was like, Sunday, you don't need to answer, but like, also, when are we drywalling? <laughs> and, just, and then I was like, I need to estimate, because I'm like, here, if it's easier for you to, us, for us not to be there, because Jeff's concerned if they're doing, finishing up electrical, they're going to be powering off, powering on, and he works in the basement, well, yeah. so whatever. I mean, this I don't need to go into great, <laughs> any more detail than I'm wasting time <laughs> talking about, um, but. Walk us through step by step. <laughs> Welcome to the Remodel 101. <laughs> Um, anyways, so yeah, we're like, I'm, I'm grateful to have my parents who live like only not even a mile away. I don't, maybe a mile and a quarter away and, uh, same Paisley and no one's interrupted. We can get everywhere we need to be. That's good. Easily. And no one's lost their shit. I know. I feel like that's a success. Yeah. And I've been painting again. That's so, good. Yeah, I painted a really cool painting last night. I'm excited about it's it. It's been a long time since you've done that. Yeah, I was. I'm like, my mom's like, why haven't you painted? I'm like, I don't know. I have a block about it. <laughs> when don't I have a block about something? <laughs> right. When don't I have imposter syndrome? When don't um, I just cock block myself from the, the thing <laughs> that I want most? I mean, it's a you know uh, story of my life, daily occurrence, which brings us into the topic of today. Yes. Um, which I don't know how you'd, I was going to call it like trauma growth, right? But that's really not it. So Anna no, and I, I had a very deep conversation. Like I thought it was a very good conversation Christmas Day in the hot tub. Yes. Um, about when you're hiding from life because you're so hyper-focused on healing. When does it become like a hindrance, like something mm-hmm. that's preventing you from actually living, living and, and finding the joy, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least the serenity. Right. Of life. And so I thought it was a phenomenal topic. Um, and you, I mean, you're the one who brought it up, but obviously because you were having some thoughts about things. But, like, I think that people struggle with this more than they realize. And I also think people deal with this and don't know mm-hmm. that that's what's what it is. You know, some yeah. people are like, I don't know why I just can't get past this. Like, I just can't get to the next level. Like, they're well, not like, recognizing yeah. that that is what is holding them back. Yeah. I feel like that that's where I've been. Is like, so that's why it, like, came up is because I had this whole realization that, I don't know, not that I'm, like, using... I keep saying that I'm like kind of hiding behind the healing and I don't know if that's putting it the right way, but I definitely, I think have used it. 
as like a reason or excuse to like not live my life because I feel like, I don't know, even though I know that there's no like finish line in healing, I think I still have in my head that like, okay, I'll know when I get to a point where like, then I can start living. But like that point doesn't exist. You know? No, no. In fact, um, I think that that's like one of the most poignant things to start to try and comprehend or accept. Mm -hmm. I think we can like think about it and logically like rationalize it in our head, but then accepting it when we're, that there is no finish line when you're like, Oh, I'm so close. Mm -hmm. Therapists are like, Oh, you've come so far. And you're like, I'm close. I'm close to being Mm -hmm. done with this, wrapping it up, putting it in its little, you know, container, closing the door and locking it forever. Like that's never going to happen. So it takes time Mm -hmm. for acceptance to come that like, this is going to be a continual pop Process. up, you yeah. Know? yeah. Something that's going to continue to pop up in my life and in my emotional capacity, like mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, it's funny because I actually was journaling about this this morning too. Like the, I, I struggle with taking action. Like really good at saying all the things I know what I need to do, but the like actual execution of things, I definitely have a hard time doing and there's Such as, can you give an example well like, like an easy example yeah i mean like doing healthy habits like i know that i need to you know maybe have better eating habits <laughs> and like moving my body and like simple things that i know that i need to do and yet i don't do them and i don't know like i don't know why i don't do them if it's like, like laziness or comfort zone or what it is, but like, I don't know, just not doing the work that I know I need to do. And I think too, like, I mean, you know me, I'm very analytical, live in my head mm-hmm. and it's like getting out of my head and actually like embodying the work, you know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. There was. Oh crap, Would you what was let that? yourself embody the work, though? I mean, I feel like I have to, because otherwise, what's the point? But what does embodying the work mean to you? That's a good question. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. There was. I had. A, I have a friend that posted on Instagram stories a couple of weeks ago, and she said something. It was like shortly after I had this whole realization too. It was something along the lines of like, it's time to stop doing the work and start the embodiment, like being the embodiment of it. I don't know if I got that exactly right, but whatever she said, I was like, this is basically what I feel like. Well, I think, too, with your generation, and not that I'm not on social media, but I do think we think a little differently, like, because I still have, like, just pick yourself up and get to fucking work. Like, Mm -hmm. in my head, like, I don't, like, yes, my mental health matters. Obviously, it's a field I've chosen to be involved in, but, like, there's still a part of me from my childhood where it's, like, it was not as accepted to be anxious or, like, have these struggles. So it was, like, pull yourself up from your bootstraps Mm -hmm. and get your ass where you need to go and complete the task, right? Right. Like, 
that's so ingrained in me from my grandmother down. Like, that's just the way I was, like, taught kids when we were little. That's what it was. Like, well, who cares? Yeah. Sorry, your feelings are hurt. Go to work. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas your generation, which is a good thing, has had time to kind of evaluate emotions in the way that they help you. But also, I think there's a lot of this gramming and TikToking happening with these quotes and all of these things that also keeps you guys stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're so looking at all of this curated content about, like, that people are posting and they may be friends or they may be, like, an influencer or whatever. But, like, you guys are also, like, oh, yeah, that's what I need to be doing. But then the next day they post something so polar opposite mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, but that's what I need yeah. to be doing. It's confusing. Yeah. It's mixed messaging. It's confusing. And it's, while it's got a lot of good to it, there's like the flip side of like it can par- paralyze you as well. Mm-hmm. Just looking at the content, you right. know, of it. Yeah. When you're trying to work on healing yourself at mm-hmm. the same time, like, oh, she's doing that or she is believing this. So now maybe I need to look in that. And then what does that do? Well, I mean, it's stops you yeah. from embodying where you're supposed to be embodying yeah. things, you know? Oh, yeah. Not that it's not a good thing. I'm just saying as a potential other blocker it's the social we talk i mean her and i talk about how social media will paralyze you in every oh god yeah comparison i mean anything you name it but like i do think there is like some aspect of that for people out there listening and if you agree like send me send us a dm Mm -hmm. because like um i think that it can paralyze you from your own growth by looking at even quotes that like maybe resonate with you but then you're like well fuck i'm not Mm -hmm. doing that so now i gotta do that add another thing to the list switching gears yeah well and we've talked about a million times but the it's not a one size fits all correct what works for one person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you right which is why i do think i wish that there was less posting on social media from people who are not therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, um, be only because it can create this, mm-hmm. this like flip-flopping in your, in someone who's not, who is trying to work through something with their therapist, but then they see this and they're like, oh, I like, that's easier, right? Because it's not curated for them specifically right. in their specific journey. Or they're trying to do whatever they saw on social media and they're still not getting the results. And then it's like, okay, why can't I, like, what's wrong with me that I'm not getting these results that... Because it's not meant for you, bro. Right. So many. (laughs) So many things. I feel like that could be a whole other... Episode, for sure. So I, um, so it's funny, because when I, I bought this book, and I I have it on Audible and in my little phone, because I like, it's such a phenomenal book, but... um, she goes in the very beginning, just kind of talks about things that keep us stuck. And it's like you, you extrapolate the present moment because you believe that success is somewhere you arrive. So you're constantly trying to take a snapshot of your life and see it um, and see if you can be happy yet, mm-hmm. which I thought made like perfect sense. Like you convince yourself that any given moment is representative of your life as a whole because we are wired to believe that success is somewhere we get to mm-hmm. when our goals are accomplished and things are completed. We're constantly measuring our present moments by how finished they are, how good the story sounds, how someone else will judge the elevator speech. We find ourselves thinking, is this all there is? Because we forget that everything is transitory and no one single instance can summarize the whole. There is nowhere to arrive to. The only thing you're rushing toward is death, 
Accomplishing goals is not success. How much you expand in the process is. Yeah. I mean, this is 101 essays that will change the way you think. It's a I great book. I love that book. Um, but, like, to me, that is, it became like this, I don't know, like, it's so true. Like, even me, you know, I, I do a very good job, I think, for the most part of, not the whole day, but I do have moments where I'm present and I'm great. I have practice mm-hmm. gratitude and I feel abundant and I'm, like, living in a serene space. But then there's also this... I am always like on to the next, mm-hmm. on to the next. Yeah. Well, I feel like what you read is pretty much how I've like approached the healing thing. Like I'll get to, once I get to whatever point, then I can live my life instead of simultaneously like doing the work, like healing work, but then also like also living at the same time. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be an either or. Correct, which you've struggled since the beginning to recognize, I think. Well, especially well, in the last... When you're an analytical person, which I am, like, creative, so I'm always, like, in knee-deep in everything. But, like, your mind is very black and white, mm-hmm. right and left, this or that, pick or choose. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so when you have that type of mindset, it is hard to be like, well, how am I supposed to... I'm still working on this. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't be out doing that. I'm right. still working on this one thing. Yeah. How am I connecting with people if I haven't worked on connecting to myself? <laughs> Welcome to the inner dialogue of Anna. <laughs> but it's true, and I get so wrapped up in the knowledge like, okay, if I read this book or if I take this course, like, I don't know. I don't, I, I know that there's not going to be like this necessarily, like, light bulb moment from a book or from a course that's going to like change everything. But I don't know. It's like the, I've done a million and one courses. I've read all of the books, listened to all the podcasts. Like I know the things it's the now execution of those that I need to focus on. Right. Well, and then here, even in, I'm just, you know, in this book now, cause I feel like it's got some points for what we're talking about, but happiness is not about how many things you do or how well you do them, mm-hmm. which I think for a perfectionist is extremely difficult <laughs> to comprehend. Yeah. Um, because if you're not doing them perfectly or well, like pff, where's the joy, where's mm-hmm. the reward, where's the <laughs> feeling of like, hmm, 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 yeah, perfect. Right. Yeah. Like, and so I think more is not better. Yeah. More is not better. Is that the, could go in every area of life. Well, right. But that goes, I mean, even with the course or trying to learn something, like more is not better and more is not necessarily going to provide you with that missing piece. Mm-hmm. I think experiences provide you with the missing piece of like, well, if I just could get this one concept, we'll go experience things. Mm-hmm. And maybe that concept will just be filled without even recognizing that you filled it. Yeah. Yeah. So... I think that practicing more of that, like experiences, which we know how that goes for you. I don't know why. She's agoraphobic. I am not agoraphobic. (laughs) We have this argument all the time. There's a difference. Agoraphobic is being afraid to leave your house. I'm not afraid. I just don't want to. You're a chosen agoraphobic. I choose not to. I'm not afraid of the outside world. But I don't know why in the last, like, year 
or so, it for sure has gotten worse. Well, I feel like you are somebody, and I know you're going to get pissed at me, but like I do feel like you are somebody who does not benefit from the work from home situation. Yeah, no, like, probably Because not. you could be in your house for 10 days at a time and not even realize that 10 days <laughs> has gone true. by and you haven't left. Whereas like when you have to go to an office and you're out of your house, like it just throws mm-hmm. you into living. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair assessment. There have been times where I will go to like, I mean, it's been a while. I was going to coffee shops for a hot minute. Yeah, that and was that's cute. better. Well, there's a new, there's a new co-working space opening up. So, oh, yeah, I saw that downtown. That may be something to look into. Yeah. So just a thought. But I think that here, you, um, I think that we think that we know what is going to make us feel a certain way, and we don't. Because how many times have you heard the saying, like, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. So we, we have this thought in our mind, like, okay, I'm going to be happy when, or I'll be healed when, or I'll feel complete when. And again, it goes back to that topic of like focusing on the external situations mm-hmm. and external things which are not relevant to your own contentment and confidence and um, self-acceptance, et cetera. But um, I feel like that that is a dangerous, I could be, when we think we know what's going to make us anything, we should all hit the pause button and say, no, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. I think no. I know when I complete this task list. I mean, in my head, and I've had to actually have a whole conversation <laughs> with myself since we talked about my remodel, like everything's going to feel great when this remodel's done. Like I'm going to be mm-hmm. so thrilled. My house is going to be perfect. I'm going to be able to have people over. Will it? Probably not. I mean, I'm going to love it. Don't get me wrong. But like, will that be the Are thing that gonna, makes me yeah. like, and then I can hit... Then I can do the things I want to do with my career because I won't have this hanging and and mucking out my internet, like all the things, right? So like that's just an easy example, but I don't know what's going to make me happy because how I feel today may not be how I feel tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing is we're so busy doing and not being. Like you said, we're so busy trying to do all the things and – get to that place that we think is going to make us happy instead of just being like you kind of said earlier in the moment, in the present and just like living. Yeah. I had a women's circle for the full moon the other night and uh, it was really good. Um, really good. There was some, a lot of good things shared, but I think one thing that I loved the most is the reason I love hosting women's circles. And the reason I love like facilitating them is because it gives women a space to be without feeling the need to do. Mm-hmm. Like you can sit there and hold space for someone and listen, but you don't need to try and make it better and you don't need to try and fix it, which is a continual thought process for any woman. Yeah. Um, whether it's about ourselves or our friends or our family or kids or significant others or pets, it doesn't matter. Like just a problem arises for someone else in RNA inner being is like, got to fix it, mm-hmm. got to fix it, got to make it better, got to do this, um, because we're nurturers and that's just part of our DNA. So I think that just being is so underrated oh, for God, yeah. stability and happiness and that getting to the ultimate like space we're trying to get to. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because so many people feel that pressure. I mean, me included, I have so many to do lists in my head. It's 
fucking disgusting. I mean, it is. And then when I go and try and if I put them in my planner out, I like want to throw up. I'm like, oh my God. The overwhelm. Yeah. I'm never going to get these done. And so I've had to work very hard as an adult to recognize that I may not get to everything on my list that day and that that is okay and I have tomorrow to get started on Mm -hmm. it. Or like, I'm never, I'm never going to be done with the fucking laundry. It's never going to be done. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe when my children are grown and out of the house, but like, it's never going to be done. So why am I putting so much pressure on myself about the laundry? Right. Or anything along those lines, Mm -hmm. like the stupid ass dishes or the stuff that never is completed. It's like my one friend is constantly, constantly, constantly on the cleaning of the house, cleaning the house, cleaning the house, cleaning the house. House has to be clean. House has to be perfect. Kids need to clean. They need to clean. She has stepkids. They got to clean. They're sloppy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro. You have all these children and pets. Like, how fucking clean do you think your house is going to be? Not going to. It doesn't exist. Does The limit does not exist. <laughs> so quit driving yourself to this anxious, like, space of, like, just negativity and, like, constant anxiety, you know? And, and not that she's, I mean, I have my own, that's just my one friend's version. Like, I have my we own version. I'm sure versions, you all have yeah. your own version. But, like... It's so funny how we, like, fixate on these things that don't mean a thing. They don't mean a thing. Your clean house doesn't mean jack shit to your happiness, in all honesty. It doesn't. Does it make you feel lighter, and is there proven evidence that it helps with your mental health? Of course. That's not what I mean. I'm not talking about hoarders. I'm talking about some shit from your kids on the floor, your baby leaving a toy out, a dish in the sink, one dish. Like, you're not going to, like... It's not going to make or break you. Correct. And I think we all get so hyper fixated on the routines and the thoughts, but those are the things that keep us from living and cause us to be stuck in this perpetual cycle of, I got to fix this. I got to work on this. I got to heal from this. I got this behavior is like so from my past and I need to change it. And I'm going to take this course and I'm going to see this therapist and I'm going to do this modality for therapy and I'm going to try this and I'm going to put emphasis on this thought process right here. And then when I do that, at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to look back and say, God, have I changed? Mm -hmm. No. It's true. Do you think we use a lot of that as an excuse? Yeah. I think so too. I don't necessarily, I don't know if excuse is the right word either. If it's, because I believe it to be probably subconscious. I don't think anyone's doing it. For sure, subconscious. But like, I don't know if an excuse, what's another? I like a block or like a um, resistance. Yeah, resistance maybe is a better word. Because excuse, you know, then you get victim or whatever. But like, yeah, I do. Yeah, because that was part of what I was journaling about this morning too. Like, I'm good at saying and planning what I know I need to do when it comes to like creating healthy habits or like embodying the work. And then when it comes time to actually doing it, like I can feel the resistance. And oh, like, yeah, for sure. I've rescheduled my uh, solid core workout three days straight. <laughs> it's true though. Like, there's so much resistance and a lot of the things that we do and I don't know, that's usually where people give up instead of like, (laughs) here's a good example of something that, that I did. I, at the beginning of the school year had implemented this calendar and this time management because I have ADHD 
It's no secret. My time management sucks. I told Anna I would be here at 1130. 1130. Then I what to time 1230. Did you get here? Two then o'clock. I said more like 115 and I walked in at like 156. Thank God she knows how I am. So we, she's like Literally, used to like dealing with me. When she says she's going to be here at some time, I'm like, okay. Uh, like in my head, I'm like plan for two hours later, basically. Yeah. I mean, and I hate to be that way. I'm not, it's not, I'm not making an excuse. I hate <laughs> that I'm like that, but time management is a problem. So I'm like, you know what? I need to focus on certain things for my business. And I need to also be able to be level-headed and clear for my kids' new schedules. Cause they were very busy in the fall. And I had, a, she was supposed to come over at 11. I'm like, we're doing this We're we have X, Y, and Z we have to do. So she got there at like 1104 and she's like, oh, you mean business? Like I was like in it. What happens? My father comes over in the middle of all this and is like, come on, we're going to, we got to go look at this lattice for your tech, oh God, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, I'll, so that was the only day that I implemented that. Cause it's like, oh, there's my, there's my conditioned thought process. My dad's going to waltz in. He's not going to respect that I'm doing this time thing with this like time management. Try, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I give up and on then that. And all out it didn't the door. Work. Proved yeah. it to myself that it didn't work. Yeah. Not my dad's fault. I should have said, no, I don't have time right now. Right. However, that is like a good example of like the resistance. Like, mm-hmm. why would I not just continue to do what I know right. I need to do? Well, like you said, too, it's the conditioning and it's like it's sabotaging ourselves to get the outcome that we, I don't like expect, I guess. Right. Well, yeah. The one that you're like trying to prevent is the one that ends up happening because Mm. you that's where your thought process is. So that's where you wind up, where you try to protect yourself from. You end up creating. Mm. Yeah. Happened to my kid this weekend. Like. Full force, didn't want to be left out, was invited on this trip months ago, turned it down, where I said, you're going to have FOMO, call them back and say, you're going. You're going to feel like crap for not going. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't ski. I'm like, you do ski. Well, I don't, oh, the recording. Um, well, I don't ski well, and um, it's like, no, you can ski, so who gives a shit if you're slaloming and racing? Mm-hmm. Like, you can go down a hill on a pair of skis, so go with your friends. Yeah. And... Wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. Then finally I was like, well, I'm going to plan a trip up here. And then if you want to stay, you stay. And her friend's mom is my friend. And I had said, you know, she wants to stay. She's anxious, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, the friends come up. She doesn't want to feel left out. They, they're they driving up together. Instantly, her whole day, I feel left out. Mm-hmm. I'm missing out. I feel left out. And then go into the next day, invite her to go swimming. It's a pity invite. I don't want to, like, all of these things and I, I don't know if I, she's probably going to get pissed at me, so I'm not, I'm going to zip it there. But like, it continued right. to the point where I was like, do you see that what you were trying to prevent from happening, you literally are making happen? Yeah. You are. Not, yeah. not anyone else. You're making it happen. Because mm-hmm. this is the projected outcome you had in your head on how you were going to feel. Right. So stop it. Yeah. Like, stop. Yeah. It's like... And that's a very good example of what all of us do 100%. with everything. And every single area of our lives. Yeah. And I think a lot of us spend so much time trying to stay, oh, I'm going to expand. I'm going to expand. I'm going to grow. I'm going I'm to push through like my comfort zone. Fuck no, you're not without like serious effort to do so. Mm-hmm. Why? Because our brains know our comfort zone and we're comfortable there. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called a comfort zone. Well, yeah. We thrive. We think we thrive in that zone. And the minute we're uncomfortable, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Or like a new belief sort of 
goes through our heads. We're like, no, that's not to be true. <laughs> well, it's true. It's pushing through that resistance. And I mean, there is no growth in your comfort zone. No, but I also think for someone like you in particular, the only way to start, what did you say your friend's quote said? What was the word? It was something about embodiment. not doing the work and start being the embodiment yeah. of the work. So the only way for you to embody the work that you've done is to start creating experiences for yourself by living through mm-hmm. experiences, whether that's joining the creative writing thing through the library and like playing adult dodgeball. Like, I mean, actually yeah, doing, doing things, things that create the experiences and go and not canceling and actually doing the stuff so that even if it's a bad experience, you're going to learn something, right? Yeah. Like, so that to me is where the embodiment comes into play for you is yeah. just doing it. Yeah. Good luck getting you to, but like. <laughs> Agreed on both ends. <laughs> I think that that's where it's the action. And if you know you struggle with action, if you know you can create list upon list Mm -hmm. upon list upon list upon Pinterest board, upon vision board, upon uh, goal, bucket list, whatever, and then you don't actually do Do anything to strive to get any closer to those lists, you need to take a solid step back and be like, okay, Forget about the work I'm doing on healing my childhood trauma. Forget about the stuff that I've done to like break through anxiety and depression and debilitating emotions. Uh, Like I actually need to start doing what I'm writing down and start small, one thing a day. Mm -hmm. You know, one small thing a day that you put on the list that you're like, when it comes up, push through it. Because what's 10 more minutes or 20 minutes, depending on what it is you're, you know. Doing, yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not alone. It. I mean, it's everyone. Oh, yeah. Prove me wrong. If, <laughs> if not, go ahead and send me a DM if you think that this doesn't make sense. Hopefully it does because I want everyone to know, like, it's totally normal. It's something that everyone struggles with. And there may be periods of time where you're like, man, oh, man, am I evolved? Am I healed? Do I feel so good? Like, I've worked so hard. I feel so good. I'm. Let's say you're like, you know, I met the love of my life. We're like dating. We're so in love. And as the great Robert De Niro once told, <laughs> once told Ryan Reynolds, I saw this on an interview for real. He was like, you know, all this fame, writing it, blah, blah, blah. The good, the bad this too shall pass. Like yeah. it will pass and you will be in a downspout. 100%. So making sure that when you're in the downspout, you stand true to you the same that you do in the highs. Like, mm-hmm. because that's where if you don't trick yourself into thinking you've evolved beyond something and oh, I've got, I've got this. Don't ever say you've got this first of all, because the second that comes out of your mouth, Something's, something's gonna, happening. Yeah. Shit's gonna. It's like also don't say what else could go wrong okay, because yeah. that's gonna happen too. Um, but I think just recognizing that like I don't have to be here or here. I can just be here and like have fun and enjoy it. Just be but where I, you are, yeah. right? And I don't think you're ever gonna find that in a course, in no. a therapy session, in a journaling morning, in a meditation. I think you're going to find it out in the world, maybe at the grocery store, maybe mm-hmm. something like traffic. Uh, everyday mundane things, mm-hmm. it's 
processing and analyzing them differently than you did before, that's what the growth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And making experiences because that's important too. Agreed. Don't hide from them to heal. Yeah. Like it's like there's a, you know, when I'm, when I'm this, I'm going to be able to do this. Like that never comes ever. It never, ever, ever comes. It's like I tell people when they're like, well, we're going to wait to have a baby or I'm going to wait to have a baby because it's not the X, right time. Z, it's not the yeah. right time. And the, not there the is no right flash. time. There is no right time. There's never enough money for a baby. There's, you can never plan perfectly for a baby mm-hmm. because once a baby is living and breathing, they have their own agenda and you can bet your ass it's a hundred percent different <laughs> than what your agenda was pre-birth. Right. You know? So just do it. Yeah. What's the point of healing if you're not going to live? Yeah. What's the point of processing through all the shit that has drug you down in the past, but also should be empowering you in your present? Because that's the point of working through trauma is to recognize how much stronger it's made Mm -hmm. you as a person. And that when you get put in adversity, you thrive. You don't hide. You are able to go through it. And become a fucking warrior and like wear your battle scars on your sleeve and share it with other people so that you help another person of the world to feel less alone. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. That's how how, how powerful would the world be if that's how it was like. Oh, God. So, so many things. It'd be so great. Mm-hmm. Everyone would feel so included. <laughs> Maybe we'd have less fucking insane we are the world we are the children do you know that song no holy what 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 we are the ones who make a brighter place so let's start giving there's a choice we make oh my god oh my god you don't know that song no oh my god we have to end i have to play this for her like, I cannot believe Michael what? Jackson, uh, Lionel Richie, no, Dionne Warwick, maybe Dolly Parton, I, Kenny Rogers, Cindy Lauper. Maybe if I heard it and not your version of it. I don't know. But no, it does not ring a bell. Um, I am like in actual shock. When they saw the world a better place. Yeah, I got nothing. Anyways, the world would be better. <laughs> True that. If we were all like the children. <laughs> um, so, yeah. This is, this is, I'm playing it. Sorry, guys. I know it's running late. I don't care. Because I can't believe she hasn't heard this freaking song. I'm, wait, this is not it. This is it. like cry whenever this comes on my Facebook memories of like the video of it I remember the video vividly this was like a big deal it was to Africa from the USA the look you're giving me is just priceless what year was it you definitely weren't born obviously let me get to the course Yeah, no. I got nothing. He 
sang this in my choir. Like, this is like, I can't believe you don't know this song. Uh Uh-uh. No, but YouTube is going to have a great (laughs) video of you totally jamming out to that. I'm in shock. So now I'm going to make her listen to the whole thing and watch the video. But... You guys, come into the Facebook group. It's 2023, and Anna and I are committed, <laughs> committed to growing this community. We're going to s- not just say it. We're going to no, yeah, actually do it. But by the numbers of it. the downloads, et cetera, like you guys, the community is growing, and it's very, very, very important to me that we all connect on a different level than just listening to our voices every week. So yes. please, please, please join the Facebook group. I solemnly swear... Girl Scout Honor, I was a Girl Scout, I was a brownie. Girl Scout Honor, too, like, we are going to be more active in this group, I promise. And it's going to have some really good stuff, because we're going to do lives, maybe some interviews, some dumb stuff. Um, I feel like we got a lot of that. (laughs) Right. And brain dead stuff. So just please join the group. I really, it's important, and I feel like all of us will benefit from being able to be a part of the world. Be the children. Be the children. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. See you next week. See you next week. Oh, there there it is. is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Cannot believe you've never heard that. Never going to let that down. Jeff is not going to get over it. You're not going to get over it. I really am not. (sighs) Like, I literally cry. Every single time I see the video.